Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, <laughs> not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. Buddy, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show, kicking it in the new year, 2021, with G.I. Joe, the Deke Era, Series 2. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. Literally thought you were going to say, kick it in the nugs. And um, <laughs> it's not a, fr- it's a phrase that I care for, but it's a phrase that you use uh, more often than, than I'd like. Probably more than any of us are comfortable with, quite frankly. Should we take that story about the concert I was at and put it in <laughs> credits? Is that is that a need for yeah, this show? Yeah. Well, it okay. is now. Also, for, for the record, I'm fine with your with the amount of times you say it. Thank you. I think I say it a perfectly appropriate amount of times. I'm just not happy I say it at all. Uh, I honestly thought that you were about to say that you were okay with the number of times that Ray brings up the Insane Clown Posse, which (laughs) seemed very out of character. So again, that's my (laughs) fault for like trying to uh, read ahead on your sentences. I'm trying to autocorrect is what I'm doing. I'm doing a I'm doing a I'm doing uh, as good a job as my fucking phone. I'm sorry, as my ducking phone. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I assume that Ray is like uh, uh, one of those talking dolls, like a Chucky doll, and he has a preset number of phrases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of them is kicked in the nugs, and the other is the thing about the insane clown posse is. <laughs> Can I get a cup of tea? <laughs> I would never say that. See, that's, that's, how, I know. that's how I know you're not listening. For you nerds. <laughs> that's a deep you cut. Know you are. For geez, if anybody even knows that story, I don't even know if we've ever said it on the air. My point is, we're talking about G.I. Joe D. Carrot today. <laughs> Shadow of a doubt. This is a great ninja branded uh, intrigue episode. I think we can all agree. Ninja branded. So it's the it's the official ninja brand, except no substitutes. Uh, no, it feels like you're being branded like with a with a cow <laughs> brand. Um, I I was excited to see Storm Shadow, and I feel like I have asked this every single time he has appeared in the Deke, Deke series. Mm-hmm. But is this the first time we have seen him in the Deke series? It is not. It is not. Okay. And he was also I a good I've guy earlier that, as well. I, I think that's probably the fourth time I've asked it. <laughs> that feels correct. Yeah. But I was still I was still excited to see him because I know who he is and I know his name. Uh, yeah, he doesn't look anything like um a Storm Shadow should. I'll just say that. And he also doesn't act like anything a storm shadow should either. This is a, uh, you know, we would call this a shadow of the character, if you will. Mm. Oh, he's not. He's definitely not punching, punching, um, 
tanks and making them fall apart in this one. That's see, Wait, that's, that that's my storm shadow. Yes. That's what he's clowning <laughs> the dreadnoughts by saying any fool can use a weapon, but the ninja is a weapon rips apart the tank with his bare hands. And they all, all the recruits want to learn Kung Fu. That's my man. You know, he's honorable. You know, he is, he is working with Cobra, but he has a code of honor about him. And that's what separated him from the rest of Cobra. This version of storm shadow high fives people and slam dunks a helmet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, it was, it was weird, but I still, I'll take any sense of normalcy. <laughs> See, here's the thing, here's the thing about the Deke era. I feel like I have been, like, something happened to me, and I woke up in a world that has, like, similarities to my own world, mm-hmm. but isn't my own world, and I'm the only one that notices Did it. Did this happen in so 2016, I, just out of curiosity? <laughs> Because I felt exactly the same way. Uh, also, yeah, was Nelson I, Mandela I, in prison? I woke up. Things were things were different colors that should should have been different colors. Uh, uh, I I owned a dog instead of a cat. Oh, wow! And Deke is like that for me. <laughs> so anytime I sense any familiarity that reminds me of the old universe that I once uh, inhabited, I seize on it like a like a life jacket in an ocean. I can appreciate all of that, you know. But and, and Deke gives you glimpses of that. I, f- I remember feeling the same way when they reintroduced Crimson. Uh, uh, what is it? The, the the extensive enterprises, the Crimson Twins Corporation. And but the uh-huh. problem with Deke era is they'll introduce this thing you love, rub up against it, and then let you down. It's yeah. It's just. It's like it's like the scene. It's like it's like in my new alternate universe. Someone says, "Oh, Gina, are you going to do a podcast?" And I excitedly say, "Podcast! I know what that is." And I walk into a room, and both of your backs are turned to me, <laughs> and I and I say, "Ray, Chan, and you, you guys turn around uh, and Chan." <laughs> yeah yeah and chan chan is beardless and has a, a crew cut uh military crew cut and please say uh, i have dreadlocks please say i have long dreadlocks please <laughs> i want this for alternate universe oh, ray. oh i hate this alternate ray welcome to I the podcast it. man <laughs> <laughs> Or you guys turn around and you just have no faces, right? Yeah, oh. uh, and you're just all you're just butt butt on each side. You're you're back on both sides, and I'm I feel so so manipulated because I was ah. expecting real real world Ray and Chan. That's how that's how and Deke is. Butt face Ray yeah, and Chan. Wait a minute. Don't act like don't act like butt face Ray and Chan <laughs> wouldn't make you feel more secure and calm. <laughs> Like oh this is this is what I pictured them in my head as anyway so this is this checks out. We have to do no, video shows every so face. often just so Gina doesn't re- think that we do have butt faces. She yeah, this sees is... them every once in a while to be reminded. I'm not, it's I'm purely saying... self preservation on our part. <laughs> I'm not saying butt faces. I'm just saying you're you're you have no front. You're just a back on each thing. So when you turn around, it's just the another back of your head that's not how and I instead read it. of wieners you have double butts double i butts. W- uh, wait a minute where does the okay no i just need to figure do i have a kid in this scenario and uh, like is it physically possible for me to have a kid or am i just like doing weird butt butt stuff with my partner i don't 
I, I'm unclear well, how that works. I, I'm not here to tell you how sex in the alternate universe works. Or <laughs> yes, you share. are. That is literally the only reason you're here now, because you brought it up. Also, I 100% feel like this was this was in an episode of Futurama at some point where they're like jumping through dimensions. And at some point, they're, they're yeah, just... the episode with the box. Wait, is it kiss my front butt? Is that Hermes Conrad saying kiss my front butt? Uh, I don't think so. No. Now, if that's not someone's catchphrase, Gina, get that poop out there immediately. No, no, it, he definitely said it okay. in some episode, but I think it might have been when his head was twisted around from some for some reason, mm-hmm. and he tells someone to kiss his front butt. <laughs> Guys, as we're recording this right now. <laughs> A very special guest who I am in the process of booking. You guys know who it is, but the people at home do not just yet. Just messaged me to say that we are on for our scheduled recording time. And this particular person wants to talk about all the G.I. Joe, not just the Deke era. Okay. Okay. I I am on board for all of the above. You guys at home, get excited. We have a very special guest coming within a few weeks from now. It's not going to be right away, but it's going to be a few weeks from now. potentially yeah, we got we to set yeah, it up time wise with the yeah, about a month or so yeah it's going to set up where we're booking it out right now to make sure we get it right but y'all we got some stuff coming so that's a little 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 teaser for you anticipation yeah uh so anyway, also uh, we're like yes. 10 minutes into it and haven't gotten started yet but i do want to uh, uh make <laughs> it quick uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the insane clown posse in terms of detroit rap <laughs> is that yes. um very popular. Very oh, were, popular. You were willing to just jump right in with that, Ray. You want to bring up the wicked clowns? I'm down. <laughs> uh, I am here. Do you want to talk about some ringmaster? You want to go old school? Do you want to talk you, about some of the later I, Joker's cards? I Look, I talk, can go all day no, with this. Great Malenko is, is really my jam. So really a good album. Yeah, <laughs> that is. Really is. <laughs> this is my fault. This is 100% my fault. I can't have no one to blame on myself. <laughs> um uh yeah 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 we uh <laughs> in addition to uh the live show we did we also recorded uh, um a video of uh an episode uh last last episode the episode before that or whatever uh i just i just recorded it um on a whim so uh gina looks terrible my lighting uh, is terrible the two of us <laughs> I don't also have, look i terrible. don't have a face it might as well be a butt face yeah, why, why am i getting called out because you're the only one that cares I feel bad because like yes. me and Ray are like, I don't give a shit. We look terrible. But you were like, I I feel I, I look bad. I'm like, you look fine. You look better than us always. Look, our listeners assume I am practically perfect in every way at all times. <laughs> and I know it. <laughs> uh but anyway, uh, it turns out that that's not too hard to do. So uh, we can go video if that's a thing that people want. We can start putting these episodes out on the podcast and also in a video form on uh, YouTube or wherever. So you can see us if you would like and also like see the um, the clips that we drop in and whatnot. Uh, but we don't know if anybody cares because it's more yes. work for me. So I'm not yeah. going to do it. If so you're listening if to we, the show right now, reach out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like subscribe to it's it. a good way. It's a good way to see how we're faring in quarantine. Oh, yeah. Like how long is is Chan's hair? Yeah. Uh, Chan's have not the I... one that let his hair get way too long. Uh... <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, but my beard, you... my beard is unreasonable, and that's uh, that's something you can know. 
but yeah, if you uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, we still have a janky ass uh, URL. So get us to a number that we can change the URL to something like YouTube slash knowing. Um, uh, but also, if we get enough subscriptions, then we'll start doing that for you yeah. because we love you. If there's interest in YouTube, we'll do more YouTube. I think that's a fair statement to make. Yeah. Yeah. And if we if we get the Patreon up to like, I don't know, 300, then uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely do it. So and if we if we get if we get it up, up that high, I can also launch my um, twin podcast, oh uh, Clown Talk, uh, only uh-huh. talk of the insane clown posse <laughs> from the 1990s. Riddlebox was an amazing album. See, with a you lot say of that. Good stuff. You say that. And Lord knows I have literally a dozen podcasts that i want to get started right now and i don't because it's stupid and i have a child and uh just just Wait. be careful what you're you're saying Every you're gonna episode, do right ray and chan listen to an insane Jesus, clown no. song no and then discuss it at length over an hour you okay can i just say that i am the only one here that this is and has always been my only podcast i am a podcasting penguin i mate with podcasts for life <laughs> you two are podcasting uh, uh what's an animal that likes to fuck a lot uh, all of us a lion lion yeah, everything no, but a panda that sounds, too, that sounds too dignified no Panda's, swans also, Panda's I feel hate, like, made for fucking. life. What are you talking you about? You guys are Chad? like podcasting <laughs> salmon, squirting all your podcasting eggs out there, hoping someone comes up and just jizzes all over them. I don't know how sex works in fish. No, that sounds right. And uh, uh, I'm just saying I'm I'm not spreading my eggs. <laughs> I mm, Wow. I have I'm not touching it. I am, I've literally it. just gone all my brain. Everything's short-circuited. Let's just move on. Let's just move on. Guys, let's talk about Shadow of a Doubt with it being, you know, 13 minutes into the episode plus right now. Uh, So we open up with Storm Shadow and Hawk uh, coming on in because they're attacking a Cobra base. Pretty cool. They're attacking a Cobra base. This is pretty much we've been here before. This is not cool. This is not cool. There are two people assaulting a Cobra base. That's a horrible strategy. Disrespected Cobra to a point. Remember, not too long ago, they were beaten by a group of them was beaten by small children physically. Fair. So, I mean, we're too we're, we're past the point of disrespecting what Cobra can do at this point. Mm. Uh, I, love I also it when this this also made me realize. Uh, uh, so, spoiler alert: there isn't much to this episode. The plot is very thin. <laughs> but the fact that, like, like at some point, I wrote down that you know, 90% of this episode is just people trying to get to other people's bases for question mark. And it made me realize that the episodes that start with, that start with GI Joe instead of Cobra are, are usually thinner because the episodes that start with Cobra being like, cool, we're gonna, we're gonna suck all the resources out of the moon and then have GI Joe reacting to it, have a little bit more going on. But since, G.I. Joe can't really do anything because their their whole purpose for being is to react. They're reactive, to not proactive. And exactly. what we really need to do is learn how to be a holistic military organization and learn to embrace. But this is a perfect example of like they they start with the Joes and the Joes are like, all right. Let's uh get their base <laughs> instead of like oh shit they're about to blow up the moon we got to protect the moon let's go get it and like most of this is just all right did we 
get the base? <laughs> yeah. With nothing else going on. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. They 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 attack the Cobra base. I love the fact that all the, apparently there's only five Cobras in the base because we just we can't afford extras. This is like the Masters of the Universe live action movie. There is no one else on the streets in these movies <laughs> except for the main cast themselves. Can't afford them. And that's how it is here. We have five Cobras, including Cobra Commander. He says, let's go to the Parasite. And then within five seconds, the Parasite gets blown up and Cobra Commander gets captured. Fantastic. Great, great start. Meanwhile, on the other side, General Hawk gets captured himself by Destro and we have sort of a, a switch. And so already I'm kind of thinking a fun little, you know, back and forth hostage situation and trying to do a hostage trade off between the two. There's a lot of neat situations you could roll with. They instead oh. chose to do storm shadow plays both sides like five times. I mean, they could have, they could have had a real interesting thing where it's like Destro cuts off one of Hawk's toes and mails oh, it to the Joe's. And then the Joes cut off one of one of Cobra Commander's fingers and sends it to the Cobras. But that didn't think, happen. Does he grow his finger back since he's though. part snake? I don't think this version is part snake. He's got distinctly he man-like eyebrows in this in uh, this version. I can answer this because this was answered in the Operation Dragonfire five-part miniseries to open Deke era. Mm. And he is a snake, and they find a machine, and they turn him back into a man again. But now he's uh -huh. just like a man. He's not like a snake man yeah. or anything. He's just, just a guy. Because because under that hood, he's not scary looking at all. Like like the parts that they show of his eyes and his eyebrows, I'm like, I'm not afraid of a man with those eyebrows. Right. If that man with if a man wearing a hood with those eyebrows came and attacked me in an alley, I would be like, Are you serious, bitch? You can draw your own eyebrows on. I would not judge a man on his eyebrows. There, no, he has very eyebrows. expressive eyebrows, though. They draw them to be like, now I'm mad. Now I'm giddy. Now I'm swimming. What if he's just constantly like retouching them up all throughout the scene when we're not looking? <laughs> he carries a little compact mirror and <laughs> some glossier boy brow. Yep. And it's like last even... looks and they got to they got to run off so that they don't get on camera. <laughs> I didn't even consider it, but we've, we haven't seen the power armor in a long time, have we? No, and thank goodness for no, that. No, I, I assumed it was gone. Armor. I love Ugh. the power armor. You probably like Storm Shadow's new costume in this, oh. which is trash. Yeah. Just trash. Or like, ugh. Also, I bet, like, I bet that power armor is hard to wash. Like, it's definitely harder to wash than just his normal outfit. So I bet it got, it started to smell a little funky, and he did that thing that you do with, like, running shoes where he, like, Febreze them and then was like, can I wash this? No, it'll get all stretched out of shape. And so he, like, left them outside to air them out for a little while, and then he got some power armor insoles that were charcoal and supposed to make it smell nice and just never really smelled the same again so he was like uh, i will i'm just gonna put it in the closet and maybe when i think to open it later it'll it'll be aired out well uh, the nice thing is that he's gonna find a crisp five dollar bill in that pocket when he does pull it out Ooh, oh yeah. boy well i appreciate at least uh, story-wise that even though he looks normal now he keeps up the uh, the masked appearance to try to you know continue to stay in character and still use that uh, previous fear to his advantage so I, I can get on board with that yeah especially like i feel like he's probably a real average looking dude oh, yeah. uh in there and i think like when you're just an average looking dude trying to be a super villain you need to you need to either disfigure yourself or wear a hood dr doom because man. I think without the hood, people would just be like, Brian, okay, can you look, Brian, you're getting all, Brian. don't 
don't use that tone with me, Brian. See, that's, and he's like, call me Cobra Commander. I've told you a million times. That, that's why I uh, uh, don't call him Marilyn Manson anymore. I just call him Brian when I'm referring to him because that's that's all that creep always deserves. And this is bet- also if we want to start a podcast of uh, Marilyn Manson albums, like I could go, I could go. I I I I, I listened to some Marilyn Manson in my day. Oh, I love some Marilyn Manson back did. in the day. Oh Just no, saying. that Antichrist Superstar album is fantastic. It's pretty great. I'm pretty really great. saddened that that guy turned out to be a monster. Who could have thunk it? I was I was hating on him before it was cool. Here's the thing: and all the parents were also hating on. Him. Most metal people are decent, nice folks. They get all of their uh, creepiness out in the music, and then you know, then they walk around through life just like because they've lightened the load uh and not all of them though some of them uh, are uh, super creeps boo boo <laughs> boo boo marilyn okay uh <laughs> so we, we now have our cold open guys we're 20 minutes into the show we finally hit the cold open great job yeah. everybody We'll get I mean, there we eventually. could make it through the rest of this episode in about 30 seconds because <laughs> there's no plot. Well, I'm just going to start rolling then and we'll see if we can make up some time here. So we find out there's a new G.I. Joe headquarters, which is that's been like the basic thing. The basic plot line that's the go to for the entire Deke era is Cobra somehow doesn't know where the G.I. Joe government base is. <laughs> Despite the fact that, yes, they should absolutely know where this, like, you know, thing, these things are coming from. Uh, but they, and they also, always don't G. know where G.I. Joe is. G.I. Con- Joe is constantly looking for Cobra bases also. That's sure. why I said and, but, 90% of this episode is just, let's find their base. Yeah. I guess it's weird to me because uh, Cobra in the Sunbow era always knew where G.I. Joe headquarters was. And in the Cobra bases being like hidden is sort of the deal because they would get bombed out of existence if people knew where they were. But nobody can get to G.I. Joe headquarters in the middle of, you know, Iowa or wherever the heck it is uh, because it's it's a it's a it's a defended military installation. You know, I don't know. So anyway, so Scarlet shows up. Oh, hey, and real the, quick, yes, real quick. Yes. The this introduction, like after the uh, title credits go. There's like, I don't know, 30 seconds, a minute of just vehicles driving. And they oh, don't yeah. do a particularly good job of like, like showing off. Like, I, I get it. You know, you're trying to sell uh, toys. And so like, oh, check out this cool thing and this cool thing. But there's like dust kicked up all over the place. And so it was just like, it was mostly just frames of dust clouds. <laughs> there's, is, there's quite a lot of filler in this forever. episode, yeah. which, which considering the fact that what isn't filler is all also feels like filler is crazy <laughs> because it's just like 20 minutes of filler and, and then three lines of plot. And that's pretty much it. And the three lines are like, we got to find that base. And then whose side is storm shadow on? And then, Oh, he's on that side. The end. <laughs> this is, is are, are these all things that you were saying to yourself as the cartoon was going? Oh, I say them aloud to the cats. I want them to know what's going on too. Sure. Yeah, to know. What did they feel like? Did they feel like it was too slow? I mean, they were they were like, why aren't you getting back to your Marvel rewatch in universe chronological order? <laughs> we're up we're up to Iron Man, which is the one that started it all. So get on it, woman. Why are you watching cartoons? <laughs> I mean, does it really matter though? Because uh, uh, none of that stuff's canon. No. No, we're not, we're not even having that discussion right now. I want to talk about <laughs> Scarlet being in this episode with lines, y'all. Whoa. Scarlet yeah, with lines. She, talks. she actually talks. She talks several times. Yeah. 
she had an actual role in the show. Now, I couldn't really tell you what any of those lines were. It was mostly exposition. But, you know, I'm just happy to see her on board. My God. No, she at some point tries to calm Hawk down and is like, okay, Hawk, do your breathing technique. You're getting out of control. And he's like, shut up, bitch. I'm doing my thing. Stop talking to me, woman. If you were a man, I would listen to you. It's seriously what's going on. She's like, hey, I need to tell you a really important thing. And he's like, no, I will not have it. Uh, yeah. It's and then weird. she she straight up says the thing like she's like, OK, I'm just going to say it. And then he's like, uh, don't say it to me until after I do this thing that directly ties into what you're trying to tell me. Get yeah. your boobs out of here. That was crazy because she literally says, I need to tell you something about Storm Shadow. And he literally responds with something to the effect of I'll listen to you after I've dealt with Storm Shadow. Like he does, yes, it's that's directly what he says. directly involving the thing you're about to go do. It she says yeah. it's important information. Trust your team. Yeah, <laughs> you I know? feel like after at the end of this episode, what they don't show is the 20 minute phone call of like Scarlet calling home and being like, "Hey, Dad. Oh, my day was okay. What about you? No, I know I sound a little bump. Well." My boss really ignored me. Yes, again. I tried all the techniques you said, Dad. I know. I tried talking to him very calmly. Of course, Dad is trying to mansplain the whole thing. Like <laughs> he is—he's never walked in her shoes. He doesn't know what's up. I just—I try to imagine this in other situations, like, uh, uh like I'm, I'm at home right now, about to eat ice cream, and my wife she says, "Hey, before you eat that ice cream, I need to tell you something about that ice cream." And I say, "I will hear about the ice cream as soon as I'm done eating the ice cream." <laughs> oh God, I hope this information that she's going to tell you is that it's not ice cream; it's poop. Please it's poop. Be poop. It's Please so be obviously poop. Yes. poop. How did I get this yes. wrong? I don't want to say this is what happened earlier, but. <laughs> Parallels happen in our world. That's all I'm trying to say right now. So Cobra and, Commander and is you know in. What? <laughs> yes. That's what you get for not listening. That's what you get you for get not listening. You eat poop. I, eat poop. Yeah, you know what I, happens I, when you don't listen, you eat poop. <laughs> I need to really start uh, watching these shows as if I were watching Sesame Street with my kid. Because <laughs> like there, you know, like Abby does some real dumb shit because she's a little girl, you know, and you're like, okay, well, that's. That's what she does because she's a child. And if you watch these Deke shows with the perspective of like, oh, these are all like five-year-olds running around in costumes, it makes way, way, way more sense. Here's the thing. I, when we were watching this episode, so, so basically the long and short of it is, you know, we don't know whose side Storm Shadow is on in this, in this episode. And it sort of keeps switching. And no, it, I've been watching. It keeps switching, Chan. It was one way. It switched a bunch of time. And I've been watching too many, too many Marvel things, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter, where like once a season, it's revealed that someone like a character that you love is like a bad guy. So I was really expecting some some twists and turns here. And I was giving the the this children's cartoon <laughs> Way too much credit. Yeah. Going uh, back to also, Kurt, Gina watched this episode first and she messages the two of us being like, Storm Shadow <laughs> switches sides like every three minutes in this episode. It's like 90 times. <laughs> and so me and Chen yeah. actually watch it. We're like, he does it like twice. What are you talking about? Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm very reactive when I watch episodes and I also watch them in chunks because I can't sit down for 20, 20 minutes in a row and watch these. So I'll watch like two minutes, go and get something done, like get like wash a dish. I'll come back and watch another minute. And so as I'm watching, 
like the first the first thing that happens is like storm shadows with hawk and they're like okay we're gonna take this cobra base let's do it and so i i chatted them and i was like wait 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 did i miss something How- why is storm shadow officially on gi joe's side now i know that there were episodes in the original sunbow era where he was sort of questioning you know, questioning his ties to Cobra and if they did something that was he, that he considered against his ninja code, he wasn't happy. But there was never a, an explicit episode where it was like, now I'm on the Joe's side. So I chatted them to be like, when did this happen? Which apparently they said happened in like the comics or off screen, something that doesn't count in my mind. So I was very grumpy about it. Wow, very and fighty then- of you. And then I chatted them like 20 minutes later to be like, oh, wait, never mind. They mentioned it. They mentioned it. Cobra Commander says to him, you used to be a Cobra and now you're not. And then I was like, oh, wait, never mind. He, he still is a Cobra. And, and then I messaged him again to be like, OK, wait, maybe I'm wrong. And that's all that's all accurate. He was originally a Cobra. He starts out this episode as a Joe. He goes back over to Cobra. Turns out he was a Joe. That's a lot of twists, you guys. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, a for a Sesame Street episode, yeah, but like <laughs> for people who who watch t- television or have watched, you know, any television in the past um, d- ever thirty years uh, at any ever. point during that time, yeah. Disagree. So, GI <laughs> Joe will return after these messages. Nobody beats GI Joe. GI Joe persuader. But now, Cobra's got a maggot. So could end up in a big disaster. Cobra's got a maggot with a laser blaster. It's a battle station, command center, and attack vehicle. Nobody beats G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe Persuader. So real. Ten real. G.I. Joe Persuader. And nobody beats G.I. Joe. A real American hero. Cobra Maggot and G.I. Joe Persuader sold separately. Joe, Joe. Back to G.I. Joe. <laughs> Cobra Commander has a radio in his shoe, which I thought was pretty clever. Storm Shadow finds him mid-conversation. And and I mean, like, why would you not why would you not pat down? Put him in the orange jumpsuit. There's a reason they don't let you go yeah. to prison wearing your normal clothes and not do anything about it. Like Which so I will say this is this is when my Marvel brain started to kick in because they put Cobra Commander in the cell. And he immediately has a, a a phone in his shoe. It's okay, like or or you know a radio in his shoe. And I actually thought, oh, this was their plan all along. Uh, they put him in there knowing he probably had something on him, yeah. which would have been cool. It would have been cool if like they purposely because they also don't put a guard on him. They they don't have him down. They don't put a guard on him. Mm. He's the most feared terrorist in all in this whole entire universe. And they're like, all right, let's go to lunch. Let's leave this guy here alone and go to lunch. So I, I thought for a little while, oh, they, they like, they totally did this. And and if this was an episode of Agent Carter, he would have radioed home. She would have somehow traced the traced the radio signal to where Destro is and had a team ready to go to also get Destro. Right. Yep. Yep. No. That's not what happens in this. Not, not at all. No. no. Um, but immediately, see, he sends out the signal of GI Joe headquarters. So uh, uh, Destro attacks GI Joe headquarters. Great. And there's a whole speech. Where he, he Cobra Commander turns to Storm Shadow and says, "Join us. Join us, Storm Shadow. Look, we're the winning side. I'll pay you. What is it? A million? A million dollars? 
and I will let you be in charge of the ninjas of Cobra. How about that noise? And Storm oh, no, Shadow Storm Shadow asks. Yeah, yeah. Storm Shadow asks. Well, he that's says, all right, I'll, I'll come back if you make me the head ninja. Yeah. Plus a million dollars in gold bullion, which at the time, I mean, sure. Yeah, I guess that's okay. But if you're going to break out a known terrorist and go on the number one most wanted list, you probably want more than a million dollars for it. You'd think. Just- no, he's going he's gonna to put it in, in, a, in some moderate IRA mm-hmm. and slowly The Irish Republican interest- Army? I mean, that's a <laughs> yeah. real terrorist for you right there. Yeah. Is if he's right. he's going to buy a whole bunch of other terrorist organizations. He's going to buy and a whole bunch of GameStop in <laughs> Yeah. And then when he's around 65, he's going to retire and, and sort of live off the accrued interest. He has a whole, he has a whole very, a very, I like it. you know, very moderate plan. And he's going to make some money being the head uh, leader of the ninjas. I mean, let's say that's not an unpaid position, although it is Cobra. So maybe it is. It is I don't Cobra. Know. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so G.I. Joe decides to go into full-on bunker mode because they just can't take this pounding from Cobra, which also, is crazy because they, like, press a button and, like, entire fully formed units of sandbags, like, shoot out of the side of the building. Yes. And I thought I lost my mind. Yes. That is not how sandbags work. <laughs> Deploy if you the can, sandbags. If you can shoot things out of your base, uh, and again, I'm sure this was a toy that you could buy, and I'm sure it was great. It had all sorts of buttons and stuff you could push, and uh, I would have loved it as a kid. Uh, but also, yes, yeah, the point of sandbags is you can move them around. If you have a thing that can move it around, fucking put walls up. Don't be an asshole yeah. and make your guys jump out there and, and hope that a sandbag stops a bullet or lasers or. Oh, they were planning for floods. They were planning for floods and mudslides. But just Look, if the they said gate. if they're like deploy the flood uh, guards and those popped out and then they had to shoot behind those. I'm like, OK, that makes sense. So, yeah. And so, OK, so G.I. Joe's got a bunch of helicopters up in the air. Uh, uh, No, I'm sorry. Storm Shadow decides, okay, Cobra Commander, if you attack this part of the base, uh, then you can uh, punch a hole in the wall if you attack these coordinates and we can get out of here and I'll join you if you make me head ninja leader. Great. So they do that. Uh, Destro shoots the wall or whatever. Cobra Commander, Storm Shadow escape, and they go to a base that's like in an urban warehouse that's very nondescript looking. and, And I'm like, yeah, that's what you would do with that. This is shades of, I believe it was Pyramid of Darkness when Shipwreck and Snake Eyes and their pets break into the underground Cobra base through a very nondescript initial opening. And it made me very happy to see that because that's what this shit should look like. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's my, that's my take. I was very happy when I saw <laughs> there was a warehouse base. So he says, okay, uh, so... Okay, great. So Storm Shadow sees Hawk, and Hawk calls him a traitor, which is fantastic. But now it turns out that he's not a traitor because Cobra Base's location is known because Storm Shadow was like wearing a, a, a homing beacon. So now we know right away he's not thing. really a traitor. Well, I, yeah. Do we? I I think mm. like I think they were trying to sort of keep it in question, or it, it's very weird because for like half of the episode we're not sure. And then we're sure, but the main character isn't sure. And one of the things you do in a writer's room anytime there's a there's a secret on a show mm-hmm. is who knows? Is it better if if the audience knows, but the main characters don't? Should the audience not know and the main characters don't know? And it's a big, it's a very big anytime there's a secret. 
And so this is an odd thing because they sort of split the difference where like some some characters know, but for some reason Hawk, who's <laughs> in charge of everything, doesn't know. Like the uh, like the the grunt Joes know, but the leader of the Joes doesn't know, which is He's very strange. Well, Jim, well, I will tell also, me this. Yeah, I'll I'll right. say this because uh, because I did appreciate there was a point where uh cobra commander makes the offer like switch sides and um storm shadow says i'll be back and he goes away and that is the point where he then discusses it with uh scarlet so that actually does match up because ah. then he comes in later and says okay i'll i'll uh, uh bust you out and here's the coordinates so i do appreciate that they they did take that step it's in there so wait, yep. so this was not the whole the plan from the start? No, it was So wasn't. their plan originally with just Hawk and Storm Shadow was yes. just find this first Cobra base. Okay, so that first first plan was stupid. <laughs> yes, it was a terrible plan. But now plan. it makes it makes more sense. But also the other thing that strikes me is that Hawk is so once he thinks uh Storm Shadow is a traitor, he's so pissed and he's so reactive. That that dude should be court-martialed and fired after this is all done. Dude. Because that guy should not be in charge of a military operation. Uh, if we're talking, again, about, uh, like, kids shows, like, this is the character that you, uh, uh, this is the cookie monster, where he has weird rage issues, and he's not, you're not supposed to be like, oh, I love that guy, uh, and he's doing the right thing. You're supposed to go like, oh, uh, he's, uh, he's ridiculous. Oh, right. I'm not supposed to eat cookies like that. Okay, I get it now. So he should be some sort of object lesson uh, and making him the boss of all bosses is a real weird choice. Yeah, like here's the thing in the in the original uh, Sunbow era, the the sort of like reactive look at this guy, it was always shipwreck. Like mm -hmm. shipwreck was always like, this is ridiculous. But then, but Duke like albeit he was a little bit boring but he was always level-headed and that's why he was in charge in this one hawk is like that i'm gonna pull that motherfucker's fingernails out and everyone's like whoa hold on he's not actually a and he's like no no <laughs> shut the fuck up usa kill him. <laughs> and everyone tries to and especially scarlet tries to tell him hey calm the hell down and he's like flipping tables over and punching walls yeah. and ripping his own underwear out. He is a madman. And it makes no sense that this, like if, if I was in this guy's unit after this, I'd be like, okay, so we're not actually following this idiot anymore. Right? Like I'm going above his head to say, Hey, this dude is impulsive and has rage issues and almost killed a guy that was on our side because he refused to listen to a woman. So we're all on board with him being kicked out of the military, right? <laughs> Honestly, he sounds a lot like he sounds a lot like some uh, game company leaders that I've known. <laughs> 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 but don't worry about that. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, You still got to work, man. <laughs> I still got jobs to get. I'm just kidding, of course. Every everybody in the game industry is perfectly wonderful. <laughs> So Night Creeper leader and Storm Shadow. Here we go. They're going to have a fight because they go back to the base, the Cobra base, and and Cobra Commander says, Storm Shadow, you're in charge of the ninjas right now. Night Creeper leader is not having it because that's his job. And he's like, I'm going to fight these guys. But then, no, a trap door is opened up underneath Night Creeper leader, which throws him into somewhere. I couldn't really follow what was happening there or why I, I, this I warehouse think, base it, has a pit trap. 
It was a. Is it like Cobra Commander says, "Hey, by the way, Storm Shadow's back, and he's he's taken charge of all the ninjas," and then he knew uh, Night Creeper leader was gonna protest, so he he like was like, "All right, cool, I'm just gonna open a trap door, and you're gonna go to your death." That's what happened, right? And it apparently happens with some regularity. Because yeah. Night Creeper Leader says, I hate it when he does that. Also, it's a giant pit full of mostly discarded cardboard boxes. Like they order <laughs> oh, shit yeah. from Amazon constantly. And like they Look, don't bother I, to break I down their it. shit into the recycling bin. Yeah, uh, I get it. It is a pain in the ass to get the scissors, cut off all the tape, and then flatten it out so you can put it in the recycling. If I had a if I had a really big pit, I'd probably just throw shit in there. Too. No, 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 Wait a no. Minute. Here's what the if, secret, y'all. That's the thing. Wait a minute. What if it's like a Hell's Kitchen p- punishment for losing a challenge? He now has to go down the pit and break down all those boxes. Oh, oh wow. That's his actual punishment. Oh, wow. That's very on brand you know what? That I, for Cobra Commander, that to be honest. Uh, yeah. Real quick. Uh, the secret trick is you tear each of the corners after you've opened the bo- top of the box up, you tear each of the corners and then the, the tape comes off really easily and you have four separate flat pieces. Just chuck them in the garbage. It's super fast. You don't need uh, uh, box cutters or anything. I am Wait, a genius. What does tear each of the corners? I don't know what he you means know, at all. Okay. You got a, you got a box. All right. You open it up. You take the things uh-huh. out. You go to yeah. each of the four corners of the the sides of the boxes, right? And you yeah. tear there because it's weak, because it's folded. So it tears down real easily. And then you have a flat, what looks like a, a flat a cross, no, no, no. right? Yeah, it gets it gets halfway down the box and then it starts tearing across. Everybody knows yeah. that. What are you, mm-hmm. Captain America yeah. with the no. logs? What is happening? How strong <laughs> are you, Chan? Look, ancient Chinese wisdom is all I got to say about Jesus. that. Uh, I'm just saying yeah, that I, I don't, that's, I that never, too hard. I never put full boxes into, uh, the recycling bin. I always break them down. People who don't should be drawn and quartered. That's all hey I guys, got. You know, like you what? get into a fight and then you just grab the guy by the base of the neck and you just tear his head off in one quick motion. <laughs> We've all done that, but right? Also, like that's a normal thing. What, what boxes do you have that only have four corners? Because they're cubes. They're not like two dimensional drawings. No, no. The, the corner of a, not like, uh, a, a, the, uh, the place where three points connect, but the place where two points connect on the side on a box. You look at a box, it's got four sides, right? What's in between those sides? Those corners. Those, those are where you tear. It's all but in corners where that naturally three points connect, Chan. So I, I'm still not following you. What do you call the thing? Okay, <laughs> yeah. you got to. Jesus Christ. Okay, no, can we're going to. Take a video. First <laughs> off, can I'm going to. Take gonna, a video I of need, yourself need, doing this. I want to see a, Chan do an unboxing video <laughs> just so I can see what the fuck he's talking about tear. right now. Yes. Yeah. Chan, Chan does. Yes. Please I, do, I, a, I, do a boxing oh, destroy box. I legitimately video. cannot visualize what I, the hell you're talking about. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If it was just Ray, I would say you're doing a great job of explaining it. But it's Ray and me. You do not know what you're talking about. Here's your, here's your Amazon box. You open the top of it, right? Great. You, you great. cut the tape and you open it up and you get out your goodies inside, whatever you got. I don't know. Giant dildos, I assume. Both of you. Yep. 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 So yeah. you, now you have a box. It's got four sides on the sides that are vertical ah, to the ground, right? The sides. Yes. What's, what connects those sides? At each at each side uh, uh, connects. What do you call that thing? <laughs> a corner. A, uh, a corner, I guess. Yeah. Well, where's the yeah, part where you only do, don't you? Wait, so you're saying you rip? Yeah, you are the Hulk. You're just saying you rip down? Yes. 
Ah, uh, that's yeah, not. You, go, you that's, get halfway down the box and it then tears sideways. I mean, that's always what yeah, happens to exactly, me. That doesn't work. Exactly. You, you must. Also, you must not, be monstrous. You. But also, then you're you not. You're not left with. You're not left with like four separate no. pieces of cardboard. It's still one. They're still connected by the bottom. No, it's only connected by that one piece of tape that they run along the bottom, and that pops off real easily when it's all flattened out like that. It just goes floppy. Trust me on this one. But isn't it still all connected? You know what? After this, after this podcast, and we may even have to cut out this entire segment, put it on the end because <laughs> no, this is real this. diversionary. The need this. But I will, we, I will turn on the Zoom after we after the show, and I will break down one of these boxes so you see what I'm talking about. Please, please. I also am curious if listeners know what the fuck you're talking. No, about. and I want you to also take that video, Chad. I want you to record this Zoom, <laughs> and I want you to put it on YouTube because. <laughs> We can improve lives with this, apparently. This magic also, if, shit you're is, doing. Is this your unbreakable moment? Like, is this where we realize you are a superhero and you've had freakish strength this whole time? You just didn't realize it? Wow. No, wow. no. I just, my superpower is that I'm able to easily break down boxes. Nothing else. No strength. Just like a weird ability to break down boxes. Why, why I, do I, I bet think that? I bet you could figure out a way that could come in handy. <sighs> No, I bet you when Chan was a kid, he was attacked by a bunch of boxes. So he has this deep felt <laughs> rage. Every time he gets near That's a box, he gets his inner, his inner strength that just tears. <laughs> but it only works on boxes. Like he fell is... into a he fell into a bat cave, but instead of bats flying out him, it was a bunch of a bunch a of boxes. boxes. What I'll become? <laughs> box man. Uh, box man. There it is. I'm, I'm box it. man. <laughs> what are you? Okay. So G.I. Joe has now shown up at the secret Cobra base because I'm moving forward. And uh, if there's a fan out there who wants to draw a picture of Chan as Boxman. Oh, please do. Please do. That's our season six logo. (laughs) It it will make no sense to anyone who hasn't listened to this one very specific episode. When do any of our any of our logos ever make sense? To be fair. Start there. Uh, at least Boxman is coherent. <laughs> I'll make fun. Anyway. He's, he's, <laughs> wait, he's not. He may not be the hero we deserve, but he's the hero we need. Oh, now Lord. that Jeff Bezos is stepping down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So we have a GI Joe has appeared at the secret Cobra base and uh storm shadow has broadcast to his Cobra. But so GI Joe also knows uh, if you broadcast 20, oh, wait a minute, thousand cycles. A second. Oh, we, no, no, back yeah. up. We, we, we yes. flipped, flipped over the, the best part. Back the fuck up. Uh, Excuse me. Night creeper leader. Oh, I, yeah, you guys gotta get to this. To engage in fistic hostilities with one, uh, S shadow. Um, he, he initiates this contest as any good professional wrestler would by doing numerous handsprings towards his opponent, as opposed to say Mm -hmm. walking or even, Hey, running towards the person. Uh, he accompanies it with a battle cry. I guess we could call it a battle cry. Um, that goes on for exactly this long.
let's like set aside how wildly racist that depiction of a martial arts practitioner is and just talk about how terrible and uh, absolutely deserving of being deposed as a ninja leader this character is. Yeah. I mean, you don't want a ninja leader who's just going to walk away, though. <laughs> if you have, you're, you're relieved of duty, the FIM, I'm going to fight you for this. Like, that's what you know. If your ninja leader will just walk away and just like take his uh, take his unemployment check. He probably was a bad ninja leader. No, I'm not saying that he should walk away. I'm saying that he should fight and not be an idiot, not being well, a complete effing well, we idiot. Don't, we don't fight on this show. Yeah, man. We this is the this is the equivalent of uh, this is the. Um, Indiana Jones moment where he where he's about to face the the sword yep. guy and the sword guy does a whole thing and then Indiana Jones shoots him. Yep. Except this was not as entertaining. Uh no, but it was at least GI Joe. Okay. Huh. So Storm Shadow uh, broadcastable G.I. Joe and Cobra. If you broadcast 250,000 cycles per second, you can disrupt the helicopters that G.I. Joe is bringing, at which point you can capture everybody. Cool. Cut away to uh, G.I. Joe member Grunt blowing smoke out of a window, and we're sort of like, okay, we just move forward because it never really gets referenced or mentioned until later on. Uh, and now here we go into the deepest part of Act 3. So y'all stop me because we are running a little behind. I'm going to try to push through the <laughs> plot points here and stop me if we you We say care. this literally every time. Uh, yeah, we, we <laughs> believe it or not, a well, five-minute discussion on boxes might have derailed us. <laughs> oh, look, people know what they're getting when they tune in. I would argue <laughs> some of them like our derailing conversations better than when we're actually talking about plot. Oh, I guarantee For real, though, we do need to... Never. Never we to we need to cut that out and put that at the end because no, that is entire- that is that is all staying in the show, Chan. No, <laughs> I will, I will, I will fight you on this until uh, I fall down a pit. Are we going to talk about uh, Storm Shadow's communicator, which is a giant fuck off brick cell phone from 1991? Oh, yeah, it was like a car phone. Like there was this was never a problem before. They never had oh. issues with communicators being, I mean, except for the very, very beginning when um, there was a, uh, there was a radio operator who has one of those big backpack type deals. Sure. But I feel like that's a thing where like, uh, like a satellite phone, like maybe uh, would be that big at that mm-hmm. point. And so you needed someone to carry that around, but at no point have they uh, been like, I, I can't talk to the person over there. They just have like tiny walkies or something like that. Um, no, they've had maybe, FaceTime I mean, since 1985. <laughs> there, yeah. yeah, I mean, is it possible that like when when tech like that was just a pipe dream, it was easier for them to imagine it, and that, and then once it hit the point of like, oh, this is what this is what car big car phones look like. I guess mm. all right, let's just draw it like that. So you're saying technology like, caught up to GI Joe, and so GI Joe had to mirror the technology. Yeah, like if if at some point aliens ever set down on our planet and they just all look like, you know, fat Russell Crowe or something, then from that point on, any depiction of aliens on TV isn't going to be as like, it's going to be people in a writer's room being like, do we, do we draw them like, do we, do we make them look like Russell Crowe or do we make them look like what they, what they look like in our brains beforehand? Get out the reference photos of 30 odd foot of grunts. I guess we just have to do this. He's going to have to. Um, that is a, that's a cut that I'm very proud of. Uh, Russell Crowe, uh, uh, is in a band called 30 odd foot of grunts. I don't know if, uh, Jen, he's still in the band, I, but 
I followed that reference uh, 100%. I'm a big Russell Crowe fan. Thank uh, you. Uh, and I'm well aware of 30-odd foot of grunts. Thank you. Okay. Just want to Gina apparently back. is not a music aficionado. Which is, no, I haven't. I haven't understood anything that's been talked about after you guys said insane clown posse. <laughs> no, that also tracks and, and is common for our conversations. Well, um, then have we okay. got a podcast for you? <laughs> clown talk. Okay. So, <laughs> so here, here we go. Here's, let's let's race to the end. So Descro ends up getting caught in this uh, attack on Cobra Base. Uh, Hawk won't listen. We talked about this earlier. He won't listen to anybody who's telling him Storm Shadow's good because he's going to go fight Storm Shadow, and he's happy to hear what they have to say after he kills Storm Shadow. Oops. <laughs> so we have a rooftop fight, which is kind of cool. Night Creeper leader and Hawk both team up, basically, to fight Storm Shadow because they're both pissed at him from opposite sides for similar reasons. Storm Shadow also, gets knocked again- over the yeah. This like this does not give Hawk pause. Like if I was going no. to go kill someone and someone was like, oh, no, Gina, wait, I have to tell you something. And I was like, no time. I need to go kill Ray. And Chan was like, no, 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 real quick. I need to tell you something about Ray before you go kill him. And I and I just silence him. And then I show up and my mortal enemy is about to kill Ray. I would take a second and be like, oh, hold on. Wait a second. Is Ray is Ray the good guy in this situation if my <laughs> my mortal enemy is trying to kill him and it, this no, none of this gives hawk pause like Nothing. he's like all right yep the bad guys are also trying to kill this guy i'm not going to think about that for a minute yep and they throw him over the side of a building uh, at which point night creeper leaders like okay we're going to we're going to do this i'm going to take y'all out now and the gi joes prevent that from happening so gi joe stop that they save storm shadow who did not like yeah, fall to his on. death thankfully hold on there yes. is a bit where Storm Shadow goes flying off the edge. Storm Shadow, no! Why does Hawk say Storm Shadow no if he's so mad this entire time he's been trying to kill oh, the wow. motherfucker? He kill air quotes, kills him, and he's like, no, what have I done? What the f- he, this that isn't after he already knows. No, he, oh, that is on is. the rooftop. I didn't pick up on uh, that. Oh boy, yeah, you're right. Huh. It makes that perfect sense if they're friends. <laughs> it's it's it infuriated me in a way that none of the rest of this did because it uh like the rest of it has a sort of has a child uh child logic to it, but that one has none whatsoever. It doesn't make any sense. Well, there you go. Well, they're going to go to their helicopters at this point, but no, we end up having a big old roof fight with everybody. And the, the wildest thing here is Destro attacks them with what looks like a baseball bat. And I, w- <laughs> <laughs> I freeze framed it because I can't really tell what it is for lack of a better knowledge. He attacks them with a baseball bat. And I'm like, where the <laughs> F did Destro get a baseball? He has like cannons on his wrist. Why is he attacking them <laughs> with a goddamn baseball bat? It's Old it's school. the crazy. This is this is my Chad. Your previous moment was your moment of this episode. This is my moment of the episode. I had a hard time getting over is because he's attacking ninjas and people with guns, and he's just rolling up with a Louisville Slugger ready to bust some heads like Joe Pesci. But and none of it ends up working. Uh, they end up escaping from him anyway. Uh, okay, so they end up getting all. Uh, so Cobra follows them down. They end up cornering GI Joe. Uh, in this like alleyway but then all the dumpsters what the fuck all the dumpsters turn into transform into tanks all the dumpsters transform into chiacho vehicles somehow 
And it turns out it was a it was a trap that GI Joe was oh. setting for Cobra the whole time. This okay. is why they have the pit full of cardboard boxes because none of the trash cans are real. Oh boy, oh. this episode ties together so well. Oh, they keep going out to dump their trash. Like, what the? Is this another fake dumpster? <laughs> it's there's like they've been multiplying for the past few weeks. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Also, see, now you have to leave that part in, Chan. Otherwise, that won't make any sense. <laughs> and this is when the absolute, maybe the most insane thing to happen in this episode happens. Because Destro and Cobra Commander, they retreat from the the, the dumpster ter- vehicles. And they go back to the front of their building where their landlord is waiting for them. And they can't get back into their warehouse base as evil criminals because their landlord has evicted them for not paying rent for the last 10 months, 10 months. And they're evil terrorists who won't just kill the landlord. Like what is, what is happening? What is happening in the world of GI Joe right here? What madness is this? We've been evicted. Yeah. I mean, if the dead Kennedys can sing, let's lynch the landlord. Cobra can fucking stay in a, in a building even after they've been evicted. Like, they let wooden boards across the front door stop them. Like, what? What? Like, how badly? It's it's like Cobra Cobra had a PR director who was there for the Sunbow era who they did not invite into the room for the Deke era. <laughs> it, is, it is so infuriating at this point how shitty Cobra is in the Deke era and how they are not to be taken seriously under any circumstances. <laughs> Yeah. It, and that's not even maybe the crazy. I said that was the craziest thing. No, the craziest thing is the final <laughs> epilogue <laughs> to the whole thing. I mentioned it earlier. Storm Shadow is there and he's hanging out with Hawk and they're just hanging out on a, a neighborhood basketball court for some reason. And and Hawk and Storm Shadow are like, yeah, we're friends now. We're cool. I thought you were a traitor, but you weren't. Boy, I sure learned a lesson here. Sure you did, Hawk. And then all of a sudden Storm Shadow's like, I'm cool. And he grabs... He grabs the helmet off of Grunt. He, he does says some- he's going to teach n- because they're talking about they're going to rebuild the neighborhood, yes. which is uh, great PR for this billionaire fuck banker. Yeah. Uh, but then he says that he's going to teach ninja basketball. And uh, Hawk is like, that's not a thing. And then, yes, yeah. he grabs the helmet. He does some like ninja moves and he jumps and slams dunks the helmet. Before General Hawk turns, can we have the sound drop of this champ? Because it was infuriating. Give me five. You got it, General Sir. And they don't even high five, they hide ten. It's a fucking high ten, it's and I'm so ten. Yeah, that is honestly the I thing was, that is most infuriating. I I would thought I was mad before. And then the episode cranks me up to eleven, right at the very end. <laughs> where General Hawk and Storm Shadow are high-fiving, but it's not. It's a high 10 after some sick basketball moves. And I'm like, oh, that's right. We're in 1992 now. The dream <laughs> team The dream team is happening. This is where we're at. Also, culturally. none of this is legal. None of what he does with that basketball is legal basketball moves. So my takeaway is that ninja basketball is illegal basketball moves. It's a lot of traveling, you know, Patrick Ewing and Michael Jordan would be very happy, but they do a lot of traveling in Ninja basketball. It was, it was yeah. so upsetting. It was yeah, so this upsetting. This is a good example of the fact that you can't just put Ninja before something and make it cool. Ah, uh, uh, beg to differ. 
Uh, I disagree with that. Beg to differ. I would still be a Rap was basketball. not cool until a certain uh, Mr. Van Winkle came along and introduced us to the ninja rap, Thank at you. which point rap became the cultural juggernaut that it is. Yeah, it just took it just took a mediocre white man to make well, it. Popular. What if you put nin- like what if it's like ninja hot pocket? Does that automatically make hot pockets cooler? Yeah. Hold on, Gina. Let me retort with go ninja, go ninja, right. go, go ninja, go All right, ninja. I'm, go. I'm on board. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I would eat I would eat the shit out of ninja hot pockets. I'm not gonna lie. And I you know what? I'm sitting there, I'm about to eat this hot pocket, and then my wife, she's just like, Hey, there's something I gotta tell you about that hot pocket. And I'm like, look, I'll <laughs> listen to you after I eat this hot pocket. And you know, guys, you guys know what was inside that hot pocket? A ninja. A ninja came out and killed me in that moment. Did yeah, you, it was, yeah, I, yeah, I absolutely. When you first said started saying ninja hot pocket, I was like, a fucking uh, uh, katana is going to come out of that hot pocket and that's stab why, you through the throat. That's why I'm that's a ghost. You, that's why I yeah. podcast because I'm a ghost in the machine. Yep. I don't exist physically anymore. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. This whole pandemic work from home situation has been great for me since I do not have a body. Mm hmm. And you can just slap uh, snap filters onto your Zoom to make it uh, make you look corporeal. But you're not. We know. Why you were in front of that green screen last week? Mm-hmm. It all makes yeah. sense now. Yeah. Yep. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening to this particular episode. Shadow of a doubt. Get it? Shadow of a doubt. That's a great a title. Wordplay. That's a great title. I love for this. a wordplay. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I was I was down. I didn't get it at first, and then as soon as it ended, I was like, "Oh, shadow!" You of didn't a get it in the first two seconds when you saw Storm Shadow. No. no, because I forgot about the title about one second after I saw it. Uh, here's a fun story. Uh, I figured it out about eight seconds ago. <laughs> so I was today years I old. <laughs> So anyway, but thank you guys so much for listening. You can check out all our stuff. You can go to facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. You can go to, oh, uh, I didn't even put a pause in there so we could do the theme song throwdown because it will be back for this episode. Chan, you just make it work. Okay. <laughs> Fix it. In all post, right, Chan. Thank you. <laughs> theme song. It's the theme song throwdown. Get I excited. have brought in two people completely blind. Uh, they don't know what they're going to be listening to. Uh, one of them is uh, Ray, who should know, but doesn't bother to read any of my emails. I don't read. And the other <laughs> is voiceover artist extraordinaire, man of a thousand f- faces and voices and like uh, arms and legs and um, uh, all sorts of stuff. It's Rama Valori. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. I actually have no idea what we're doing, so I'm very <laughs> excited about what could be coming next. <laughs> we uh have you uh listened to any of the uh, uh previous theme song throwdowns i am behind because okay. listening to podcasts when i don't leave my house is very difficult but yeah. oh, no. after yes. after we do this i will go back and listen to them to understand what i've just gotten involved in <laughs> i mean it's pretty simple it's just uh you know we put two songs up and you tell us why uh one is better than the other and then the other one is destroyed and erased from the book of life for all time. So, can I, can, can I derail for just a sec? Because you didn't ask me how I was doing, Chan. <laughs> I do not care. I have never cared. I mean, and fair. it only get my caring grows less day by day. 
I have that effect um, on people, so that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I have a question. Hey, Ray, mm-hmm. how are you? God damn it. Hey, Rob, Rob, <laughs> I'm doing great. What, what are you doing? You know, work from home is tough. <laughs> it is. It really is. I just want to know that everybody's doing okay. We don't get to see each other in person these days. So, you know, well-being, mental health, all of these things are important, even if it's Ray. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm as fringe as it gets to the community, but that's okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. I got two songs that will brighten your life, not just Boy. your day, your entire goddamn life. You're going to be sh- shimming in your seat. You're going to want to stand up and sing. Um, you probably, you you definitely know one song, Rama. You may not know the other one, but I guarantee by the time you're done, you're going to be like, what is this? I need more of it in my space. But, but I mean, obviously, he's not trying to influence your decision in any way right now, Robert Clark Chan. Here's the thing. Like at this point, like I don't even I don't even care. Uh, I just because they're all so great that uh, any of any of the one wins. It's fantastic. Uh, I'm going to kick it off right now. Here we go. Song one. Wow, it is not hard to see how that made it to the final eight Sailor Moon. Yeah. Wow. That uh I, I will admit I have not watched a ton of Sailor Moon. I am aware of Sailor Moon. I know a lot of people love Sailor Moon. And one of the great things about that particular scene theme song is it's really catchy. It's like a Bangles song. It's got everything you're ah. looking for. They name all the characters. There's some great solos in there. It's uh, it's designed to get you bouncing in your seat. So strong Ray, opening. Ray brought it in, and I was like, I don't like. I know Sailor Moon, but like, I the song doesn't really uh, 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 bring anything to mind. And then I listened to it, and I was like, Oh yeah. This is this is good. And I can actually I can tie this back to who would win show because I I repped Sailor Moon on one of our live shows against the Incredible Hulk. And I honestly was not that big deep into Sailor Moon. I watched a little bit of it when I was younger, you know, coming home from school. It was on before the other shows I liked. But I remembered that theme song being good. And so when I actually did a deep dive on Sailor Moon, that song just like overtook my life for about 48 hours. And it's all I could think about. Were you just walking around your house singing the Sailor Moon theme song? I'm doing over it over and over. I'm still doing it now. Yes. 
Yes, 100%. As that was playing just now, I was dancing in my seat with a mm-hmm. with a new choreography that I'm creating in the moment. I don't want to put a horrifying image into Clark Chan's head, but do you cosplay as Sailor Moon while you're dancing around the house singing the theme song? I do not. Look, look, if and you're going to start uh, giving shit to people who dress up as Sailor Mars, you know what? We're going to have some words. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, I just, the image of a redheaded lumberjack like Ray Stacanus dancing around his house dressed as Sailor Moon, it's a very charming image. It uh, warms I mean, you know what? It would be as wholesome as it gets. I wish it was, I wish it was something I, I, I did. Maybe uh, we'll change that in the year 2021. If Comic-Con I, comes back, I expect to see you in Hall H dressed ooh, as Sailor Moon. Ooh, no, no. Challenge. He is a Sailor Jupiter. There's um, no question in my we've mind. We've talked about this on the show, Chan. I'm clearly a Sailor Moon, and it's mm. not even close. Once we broke it down, it was pretty obvious. <laughs> Fine. Fine. All right. Here we go. Here's song two. Uh, we'll, we're tabling this discussion uh, for when we do Have get to, to go back to Comic-Con. Um, this is, a just a dear, dear one from my childhood. We're off to outer space. We're leaving Mother Earth. Save the human race, our star blazers. Searching for a distant star, heading off to Iskandar, leaving all we love behind. Who knows what dangers we'll find? We must be strong and brave. Our home, we've got to save. If we don't, in just one year, Mother Earth will disappear. Fighting with the Gamelons, we won't stop until we've won, then we'll return, and when we arrive, the Earth will survive with our Star Blazers. Wow. That is Star Blazers. Star Blazers. Now, that is that is the Chan special right there. You brought it in, and I honestly, you brought it in, not only brought it in as a one seed, you brought it in, and I did not think it was going to get this far, and yet here it is just chugging along. Uh, it's a great song. There's no denying what a great song that Star Blazers is. I, you give me a men's chorus anytime, and I'm happy. I mean, as a child, I didn't have a lot of male role models to look up to. And the way this song catches you and tells you that this is how you be a man. Uh, it's the reason why, like, I like having like a little bit of hair over my eyes because of Derek Wildstar, because that's what a man does. A man is a fighter pilot who fights aliens and has a lock of hair over their eyes. So you can't always tell what they're thinking, but, you know, it's real manly. Um, yeah. Wow. That theme song has a lot going on in there. I learned everything I'll ever need to know about that show from that theme song. They mm-hmm. filled it with every bit of exposition you'd ever need in case you joined it three years late. Uh, in late, later seasons, they changed the lyrics. So they're like, now we're going to the Comet Empire. Now we're doing this. So like, yeah, they keep it up. 
wow, it's a versatile theme song. Mm. I wasn't sure when I started listening to it, it reminded me partly of the Soviet National Men's Choir. Oh, a yeah. Little bit, yeah. Yeah. And also just beer hall drinking songs that you hear during the World Series of Darts. I don't know if you guys are familiar <laughs> with the World Series of Darts, but in a post-pandemic world, I intend to go to Germany and hang yeah. out in that beer hall to watch these men play darts while everybody sings along. Yeah. Love it. Wow. Love it. This is this is the Elite Eight of your, your contest, huh? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're can- down to it. I can 100% see why. On one hand, you have the Bangles-esque romp that is the Sailor Moon theme song with its natty guitar solos. Mm. And then in this, you have the pomp and circumstance of a military parade for men who are going to save Earth. That's a tough one. This is a tough one. It's real hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you two have to defend your choices in either way since you are the representatives for each one? Oh, no, not even a little bit. We're we're just here but, uh, for for funsies. Oh, <laughs> Literally okay. just for the lulls. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, yeah, we already voted in the early round. So like either, right. you know, uh, we don't we're just handing it off now. So it's all yeah. on you. That is all the responsibility, all of the blame. So if you make the wrong call, people are going to come for you. Is, like, is it possible you? to make a wrong call, though, since it's completely subjective? I know fans of Sailor Moon might come after me mm-hmm. uh, because it's a more recent show and played heavily during the Toonami block. All the Star um, Blazers fans have arthritis, and so they don't type very <laughs> fast. You'll probably yeah. be safe. I don't know if anybody, apart from you, Chen, who grew up watching Star Blazers, is actively listening to podcasts. This is a good point. So watching the demographics chart uh, on these podcasts, like just, you know, all all early 20s and then yeah. the 30s come and it's a significant dip. By the time you get to the 40s, it's like there, there's Chuck. He lives in <laughs> Wichita. That's it. Nobody else. Nobody else. Everybody else is dead. Wow. But we appreciate Chuck for the for the answer. We do appreciate Absolutely. Chuck a lot. Thank you, Chuck. Yeah. Chuck is representing a a very important demographic that doesn't get represented in podcasts nearly as much outside of financial planning. So, <laughs> but to answer weighing... your question, Rama, it's, we are not here to defend uh, at this point that all that would have happened in the first round or two. We are now just putting in front of you like two, two plates on an episode of iron chef. And we are asking you to say, which one do you think has the best flavor? Focus on. Okay. Now for the various merits, Obviously, Sailor Moon has a lot of driving power behind it. You're promised this action-packed adventure, very bright, very dreamy. And then there is a more Spartan approach that comes with Star Blazers of here's our mission. Here we go. We're heading off to outer space to save everyone. As for the one that is going to stick in my head the most... After this, completely without knowing much about either show, admittedly, I think Star Blazers is going to stick with me a little bit longer. I think it is. Wow. Wow. I think it is. 
Look, when when we did the the uh, the number one seeds, I just did it because I figured like uh, the hosts of the show are going to like be pushing the thing, so it's probably going to you know go further. But honestly, uh, this is just like a personal favorite of mine in the way that the uh, David Lynch Dune is a personal favorite of mine. I'm not going to defend it as one of the greatest movies of all time. Everyone hates it. I love it though. So and Star Blazers, I love it, but not many people um, really. Uh, give a crap so I'll, I'll be the first to admit i did not know a thing about star blazers i didn't know that it existed until i heard this theme song but as it was playing i immediately opened it up on imdb <laughs> to find out some things about it and it's got an 8.4 out of 10 it's got a really strong following and it is a mm. lean 77 episodes yeah, uh, Sailor Moon is good. Yeah, Sailor Moon's a seven point six with a hundred and sixty. Uh, mm. Not that the episodic order necessarily dictates things, but for example, yeah. if you asked me about Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z theme songs, there are so many I don't even know where I'm at when a theme yeah. song plays so for that. Pick one, yeah, mm. yeah. You could throw a throw a dart at a wall, but there was something about star blazers where i feel like i would hear a theme song like sailor moon on a new show now but <laughs> i don't think anyone would have the stones to make a star blazers theme song like that in this day and age There's just <laughs> something very strange about it that when i was listening to it i could think of friends of mine who are hip-hop djs and producers that i wanted to go hey I don't think anyone has sampled this. You <laughs> might want to sample this. Mm. <laughs> Save the human race. It's it's got a little bit of a Carmina Burana vibe, and that's oh, another yes, song does. that like yeah. I will I will fight. Yeah, as soon it. as I hear that song, I'm like, yeah, I'm breaking bottles and I'm going swinging, dude. Every yeah, single time that they play that at the bowl, you know I'm there. Every time, mm-hmm. once a year when they do Carmina, I am I am on board. <laughs> wow. Not that I don't want to see Ray at Hall H dressed as Sailor Moon, uh, which I I admit I want to see happen. I think the world needs to see that happen. It might still happen. But well, I will say I would equally enjoy seeing Chan dressed up as, uh, was it Dash Jordan is one of the main characters? Oh, Derek and- Wildstar? Dash Jordan. Yeah. I, I, would, no, uh, I want Chan as the robot who knows how to love. That's who I want ooh, to see yes, Chan dressed okay. as. Yeah, my mind has changed. Would you dress <laughs> as the robot who knows how to love Chan? Yes. Yes, I will. <laughs> okay. That's really all, all I want out of this. And all respect due to Sailor Moon because that theme song is jaunty and it's fantastic. And I'm sure there are millions of people out there who love it but there's something to be said about the lost genius of the star blazers theme song that if i found that record on wax somewhere as (laughs) as a vinyl collector as someone who listens to a ton of records i want to know what the rest of the music cues on that show sound like (laughs) if they're all martial martial romps like that do they get kind of goofy like it's a real 70s kind of vibe so you get a lot of like sort of like slinky sax lounge, almost porn music, I would say. Oh, fantastic. So it would have that kind of variety that something like a cowboy bebop might have. 
yeah much earlier yeah mm-hmm. i'm i'm into this i'm i'm into this and I, I i will say of the random things that come to my head while thinking of the two songs we've heard today it just makes me want to go back and watch cowboy bebop and samurai shampoo again both so which have amazing yeah. soundtracks really good mm-hmm. but cowboy True bebop that. was in this tournament is not there anymore Who's left? Cowboy Bebop got taken out by Star Blazers. No way! Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It was, it, wow. Yeah. That don't was be a fooled major by the, Yeah, don't be fooled by the seeds, friends. This is a, <laughs> this is an underdog story. This is like little Matt going and taking out Tyson. Yeah. Anything can happen yeah. on this tournament. So who's left in the in the final eight? The final eight is Fraggle Rock and Mask. Ooh. Yep. Gem yep. versus Muppet Babies. Yep. DuckTales versus Pokemon. Wow. I'm still a little salty about Fraggle Rock beating G.I. Joe. That is Ooh. to me a grave injustice. I That's... love the Fraggle Rock theme. Do not get me mm-hmm. wrong. It's just not on the same level. X-Men got booted though, too. So Did you know. so a lot, a lot, a lot of dark horses uh, uh pushing through. It just shows the uh, the interesting pa- uh musical palettes of our uh, esteemed guests on the show. Sometimes it's just what what happens in the head to head. You don't know what's going to what's going to happen there, but I'll give you this little nugget in one of the many lives I've lived and many careers I've worked in. I actually worked for the guy who wrote the Muppet Babies theme song. Whoa. Whoa. Yep. Was he a genius or was this a fluke? Uh, he's a very, very interesting guy. He runs a music <laughs> library outside of his house in Encino, and I worked in said house. Huh. Uh, I have stories for days I could tell you about him. One of the most fascinating people I've ever met in my life, and it was the first real job I had when I moved to L.A. <laughs> and what a poll. I worked in an office directly off of a bedroom there was a giant yeah. dog there who looked <laughs> like Sprocket from Fraggle Rock. Um, but yeah, so uh, tip of the hat to Rob Walsh, wherever you may be. I don't know if he's song in the reboot. That sounds like a typical Hollywood story, though, quite frankly. There are many <laughs> Hollywood stories I could tell you about my time there that are not fit for podcasting. Oh, I bet. I will... I will tell the two of you as friends after the fact, but <laughs> fascinating, fascinating man. And I, I got to give him credit if even though working in music licensing and editing, doing post audio mixing for a financial literacy documentary weren't my favorite things I've ever done. The stories that I got while making less than minimum wage there <laughs> uh some of them I've written into sketches. Some of them I've written into pilots. And <laughs> it was, they, for as little as they paid me and as awful as the traffic driving from Culver City to Encino every day was, for a brief time, they helped cover some bills while I was living on less than $10,000 a year my first two years here wow. in LA. Oh, good so, times. You <laughs> too can can reach some higher level after working in situations like that, you never know where it's going to lead you. You might be on this podcast. That's the ultimate <laughs> gift. That's it. Don't get no higher than that. Wow. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I know Chan, I know you're lying. So you're not even happy to be on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But Robin, Rama thank Valori. you so much for uh, coming on the show. No, I'm not letting you respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Uh, Rama, do you have anything you want to plug? Any upcoming projects? Um, I know you do, so uh, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, I can I can let you know about the one I can let you know about, which is I am the host of a new game show on Nickelodeon called Tuned In. I am the voice of Nikki the Robot. So there's an actual robot hosting this game show where kids come and play Nicktoon trivia. And yes, there is slime. There is so, so much slime. Oh, and it. that debuts February 8th. So if that comes out... If this comes out before then, tune in then. If this comes out after that, well, we've got a bunch of episodes. And if you like it, let them know so we can make more. Do it. Hells yeah. Do it. That is so awesome. That's great. So Star Blazers defeats Sailor Moon in what can only be described as at least a small upset. I think we can all, uh, Chan, we can agree on that. No, no question. No and, question. Uh, Chan, I don't know how you actually take these out because I've totally taken it over from you. But <laughs> go ahead and bring us out. Bye. And wow, what a theme song throwdown. Could you believe that happened with those people? Holy crap. <laughs> How do we even book that? That's crazy. They're famous. Okay. So, so Facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast, as well as Patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast for $5 a month. Get in the super secret vault. You can have access to videos on the YouTube that are otherwise private. How about that? You can get some links to see some live stuff that we did, some live shows. Us eating Japanese candy is now in the YouTube for posterity. Guys, this is this is magical. We are really taking leaps and bounds as far as expanding the show, and I am here for it. You can hit us up on Twitter at G.I. Joe Podcast, or individually, you can hit me up. I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. And you will hear a great story about Ray seeing the insane clown posse if you hang around after the credits. So if that's worth it to you, you should do so. I'm sorry. We could have put that bit about the poxes at the end, <laughs> we already but had you something. had to listen to the whole thing. We so. already had something. No, the people. At home, I'm going to not... tell you right now. We're going to do a poll. Okay. We're going to do a poll. Hashtag uh, uh, no thank you filler or hashtag I'm here for <laughs> box talk. I mean, <laughs> hashtag I'm here for box top. Talk. Let us know. Look, Let us know. I know which one I prefer. Uh, and I think our, I think our listeners do too. Thank you. Uh, we all know what's up. And you can hold us to this. Go, go on Twitter. If, if, if we haven't posted it yet, I'm about to show these people <laughs> via zoom, how to break down a friggin' Amazon box. Cause uh, I don't. I don't understand. Put it on understand. YouTube. Put on YouTube. These people need to see. This will be. Did not even take geometry. This will be Patreon gated at first, but we do want the people to see. I would love this. it if this video is what <laughs> finally makes Chan famous. <laughs> I'm gonna put this on Patreon. It's, it's a Patreon video. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. We will catch you next time. Good night. I saw Onyx live in concert once. Really?
They open for the insane clown posse. Oh, this, this <laughs> sounds sadly on brand. It was <laughs> wonderful. It was purely delightful. That's the show where uh, one of the insane clowns tried to jump in oh body boy. surf. And somebody oh punched him right in the nugs. Oh. Uh, uh, and then they threw him back up on stage, like grabbing him and like hunched over for like two minutes. It I was mean, it, here's the thing. The when that is yeah. your fan base, if that's not what you're yeah. expecting, then you're you don't know your fan base. <laughs> Just accept a little nug punching once in a while when you're an insane <laughs> clown. You know, it's going to happen. Like, did he think they were going to be polite? individuals who <laughs> he was hoping i'm sure deep down oh boy polite clown posse just now same same oh. ring to it <laughs> okay never mind no PCP. what now i'm back on board yeah this checks out i like it i like it they're very strong oh lord all right hi i'm kevin goatee hey i'm kevin israel we host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. Guttingthesacredcow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films.